Ham and rolls, ham and rolls, ham and rolls. Welcome to the Ham and Roll Show with your hosts, Josh Janis and Jared Bell. We bring awareness to the topics that we are thinking about, and hopefully everybody's thinking about just two monkeys rifting off each other, trying to learn what this whole crazy universe is about. Welcome back to Ham and Rolls, everyone. We are here with Josh Janice and Jared Bell. And today's topic, Josh, we are going to talk about love. Love? Like, love. what kind of love, Jared? That's kind of an interesting question. I really haven't thought more about <laughs> it than um, the topic of love. So let's define exactly what we want to talk about about love today. What is it, right? I think it's an emotion that has been around since the beginning of time, right? And it's one of the strongest, the impactful gifts of life that people seek. And what exactly is it? What does it do to you? You know, what, what's the difference between living in love and, and living somewhere else? I don't know, something like that. <laughs> well, definitely thinking about that. Love, to me, is a, it's a marker of where you should live or where I try to live my life. And what I, what I mean by marker is, I mean, we all have, we all have feelings and, and certain feelings make us, you know, sad, happy, whatever. I try to look at love as one of those feelings that I strive to be at, to, to strive to be on that frequency. So you're saying almost like a benchmark? Like yes. that's where, that's your target? Yes. Yes. That's what I would so say. So that, that means that you can live in places not a love, correct? Oh. Correct. Yeah. Anger, fear, resentment. Desire. Desire, yeah. Okay. You know, I, to me, it's, a, it, it's an interesting topic as, you know, I consider myself becoming more aware of what love is in, in the last, call it, six months of my life where I, I, I haven't lived on that level. And it's actually a great book by uh, uh, Deepak uh, Chopra, The Higher Self, which, if I'm not mistaken, you suggested that I read. And what, to me, it, it, it made me aware that there was something higher than where I was at and, and, and that it's obtainable. Um, it's always there. It's abundant. And really, it starts with opening yourself up to it to receive it. So most of the topics that we cover here are more going to be on the awareness side as we don't consider ourselves experts on a whole lot of stuff, but we do have good, intelligible thought on, uh, on a lot of different At things. least Josh does. <laughs> you do too. <laughs> Thanks, um, buddy. So, you know, Let's think about love. Let's, let's open our awareness to where love manifests itself. Oh, also, don't you have a mantra that you use on a daily basis? Yes. Let me finish my thought there. Okay. Uh, my thought was going to end with, I want to know what love is. <laughs> I want don't you to show me. All right. We are not a singing podcast <laughs> if you haven't realized that. Well, I hope that you guys loved that. Okay, so yes, I do. Uh, love is a big piece of my life, and it's not in the traditional sense of, well, I mean, I guess it's in that way too, but it's not in the traditional sense of a relationship, like I love my girlfriend, I love my wife, I love, I don't have both, I have a girlfriend, but. <laughs> but you can make, have both, right? <laughs> yeah. Move to Utah, it's all good. Or love that you have for your grandparents or, or whatever comes down to, like I said, uh, uh, this frequency that I want to live on that I consider love to be that standard. And I want to live in that 
standard or that frequency of love. And that's the, the mantra that you're referring to, I believe. Correct. And, and to frame out this, this frequency and this love, I, I think one of the things that you shared with me a while back that really stood out to me and helped me put a perspective on it was uh, a chart that showed what frequency megahertz, if I'm not mistaken, the brain operates at in different emotional states. And as a good comparison, um, desire was at 125 and love was at 500. So when you're talking about living on this frequency of love or, or having this benchmark, this target that you know, we're trying to reach, that's, it's, there's an actual measurable way to show that it's, it's a higher level. Yes. Yeah. And, and I don't go, you know, I'm not testing my brain waves. What I'm doing is how I feel. I've established a baseline for me of what love is. And because <laughs> of that, stop that Josh. <laughs> because I've established that baseline, I, I have a, a system of just a Likert scale, one to 10 of, you know, one, I didn't think about love at all. And I was most likely in a piss poor mood and all that kind of thing. And, and 10 would be uh, living on a day of enlightenment, essentially. So I've, I've not even come close to 10. My highest days are at like a six. I think my highest score is a 6-1 or a 6-2, something like that. And those, even that day was just, just everybody you come in contact to with, it's like, how can I help that person? Man, that, that person's great. I, I just absolutely everything. I, I, I think that's interesting. I think maybe we can expand on, you know, what are the, say, pros and cons. But when you are on that level, which, which I've noticed myself at times, when you view the world differently. All right, you're, you're able to see people more as who they are and actually care about what they're thinking, not from your perspective of what you want, but actually caring, you know, why they're thinking that way and, and how can you help them to help them, not help yourself. And not only people, but weather to the sunrise, to the green grass, to the uh, the person driving next to you, a absolutely everything. When you're operating on that higher frequency, absolutely everything seems to be right. So why would somebody here? Let's let's say we're if the goal of the podcast, right, is to is to figure out what information every human being should be aware of, so that they can determine what they want. But this is information not for our good. We're not putting this out to to benefit ourselves. It's really saying here's here's some interesting shit to think about. And how can you apply it to your life? So if there are these different levels, right, and love is the higher level, you know, that means people that are operating in, in an anger state where you're angry most of the day or, or you're sad or you're depressed or um, you, you have relationships without meaning, um, you're on a, on a lower level. So why would people want to move up to that level? What is the benefit? You could show, okay, I'm on this higher frequency, but what does it do in your life? Well, I think everybody has a choice in how they want to live their life. I don't want to. I don't want to shit on somebody if they choose to live in an angry version of themselves. I mean, I, I don't know. I've been angry, and I don't prefer it. So therefore, I make a conscious decision to work towards living on that higher frequency, which I, I deem as love. There is no. I don't think that there's inherently bad or inherently good. But the benefit to me, which is what I can speak to benefit to me is I enjoy waking up each day to a greater extent. I, I enjoy talking with people and doing stuff like this and, and 
everything in my life more when I'm operating on that frequency of love. If I'm operating at, um, if I'm being fearful or angry or whatever the case may be, there's something inside me that says, no, this isn't, this isn't right. I don't, I don't, I don't like this. This is, this is not good. And, and I've experimented with trying to be in that space too, to, to see if there's something that, that I'm missing. You know, maybe is it better to be angry sometimes? And, and yeah, it can help you point in the right direction, but as a generality of where I want to be on any given day or at any given time, love for me seems to be the most beneficial for my physical health, my psychological health, my spiritual health, all of it. I think, I, th- I think you're dead on. I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious. And here, can you, can you substitute love for happy? All right. Meaning like love brings happiness. It brings you to like a happy level. And in comparison, what I would say to people is why, why would you want to be in love or, or happy? Well, compare how you feel when you're not happy. Which one do you like more? I mean, it's pretty as obvious as that, right? Well, let's split hairs on what we're, like, the, the verbiage that we use. But if you look at that chart that I showed you, joy is actually above love on the frequency scale. Joy, to me, is, this is where I kind of, this is my own interpretation. Joy, to me, is the feeling of love on a consistent basis. I think that's a good way, and I, I, I use happiness over joy, but I think those two are, are interchangeable. They might be to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they might be to you, but they don't hit me the same way. Like, joy is, like, joy and exuberance, and, you know, picture a, a, a puppy that's playing with a ball. Like, there's just a certain pure joy and yeah you could say that dog's happy but it just doesn't describe it and and that's to me i, I don't know i don't know the actual definition i wish we had these people have Should we these do it here they've got google people right? have There's this thing called google oh gosh this is pockets. interesting here yes. let me try this definition no. of love no oh, happiness oh, yeah, versus joy. definition of joy yeah and i should be looking up the definition of happiness a I don't feeling know. of great pleasure and happiness but a great, right? It's it's almost packaging it up into like a, a perfect form of yes, happiness. Yeah. Now let's do happiness. Definition of happiness. Watch it says joy. That would be hilarious. Here's the definition of happiness. The state of being happy. Oh, that's fucking stupid. That's the worst definition. <laughs> that's I've the ever worst heard. fucking definition I ever heard. That's, that was like the first rule. You just do not use the same word. The same in the word. Definition. Google, you failed us on What's this. What's the one? definition of Josh? Josh. Josh. <laughs> right. That's so silly. Um, so anyways, um, I, I think my point is that, that it is, to me, it's, uh, it's such a higher level. Uh, love gives us the key to this higher level of, I'll use happiness, but uh, like joy. And, um, enlightenment is the very Spiritualness. Top of it. Yeah. Uh, and like, enlightenment is just, to me, it's just an understanding of your mammalian brain and what it's telling you at a mammalian at, at the highest brain. And there's a million. Did you say mammalian? Yeah. yeah. What's a mammalian? People, uh, reptile brain, fucking, oh, uh, uh, oh my God. A mammalian. Blanking on the I'm a mammalian. <laughs> I wish you would not say that. Oh my gosh. Why am I blanking on the actual word? I don't know. Whatever. Um, the point is, I, I think that there's something to learn 
from what it's trying to tell us. And our logical mind gets in the way of that sometimes. And enlightenment is this beautiful blend. It's mammalian, dog. <laughs> Actually, that, that's interesting to me because in, in the book, one of the things that, that really stood out to me is that there is a higher level than love. And I think the way you were just kind of framing this is, is love is like the first step to, to be able to get there, right? Then you go into a joy. Um, Josh needs something. Can we get some help from the audience over here? Yeah. Can we get some help? Would you mind grabbing my phone that I think is right in front of you? We got our, our assistants. <laughs> There's you, one ma'am. person here. <laughs> She's like the Vanna White of the show. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, so what, what, what I learned was that I think the way it was kind of said in, in, in the book is, is love is, you know, when two people are connecting and, and sharing a life that's their happiness, their joy is based on what happens in those situations versus call it a spiritual bonding being where you kind of take yourself out of it and it, it becomes about the other person because you found your happiness, your joy already. And, and you know, then you found a partner that you want to share that with and, and being able to take your personal benefit, you know, out where it's really about the other person. And then that's the higher level. So love, I guess, it's kind of like the first step to get to, and then there's a couple steps above it. So your, your version of love or how you think about it the most is in, in ties to a relationship with another person. Is that correct? Um, I think that's one form, and, and I would say right now in my life, it's, it's a, a component of it, and um, I don't, you're right, I really don't equate it to call it my normal daily actions, living in, you know, the frequency of love and frequency of love. (laughs) I think that's really an interesting point now that I'm, you know, my natural uh, thought was to respond quickly and, and, you know, defend that. I know what love is and living it, but now that you you say it, that I really, I mostly equate love to a relationship and not apply that awareness throughout my day-to-day actions, and I got a feeling I'm not the only one out there that, that has a, a narrow frame of, of this emotional state of love and only applying it to call it relationships where, or, or you know, called romantic relationships versus being a, a way that you can respond to what happens in life throughout the day and, and, and apply it to everything. Who is your first relationship? Your first relationship is with yourself, right? So how do you apply love to yourself? Ah, I don't like that phrasing. <laughs> I'm sitting here with Jared Bell. I cannot use phrasing like that. I can tell you how you <laughs> apply love to yourself, <laughs> oh, Josh. I feel very uncomfortable. I'm sure everybody that's listening to this does as well. Um, but I think you get the spirit of my question. Yeah, and I think it's a great question. Um, I, I thought of something, too, until you distracted me with that. Oh, with, with, your, with the masturbation joke? The masturbation joke, yes. There's probably a narrow perspective of this emotional state in, in, in a majority of a lot of people, I would say. I don't know. I don't know if that's the I case. I know everything, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> what, my, what my guess is is that, that this could be the niche of the podcast is getting people to think about whatever the topic is in a different way okay. and, and just create awareness of that because especially this topic, this topic is so different from uh, 
it's very subjective, right? I mean, like Let's what define love subjective because I always mix those two. That's, that's the subject when you're looking at it. Right? So, yeah, subject, the way that I remember it, like my little way of thinking about it is like subjective, it's up to the subject, you know, and objective is like, okay, well, that's up to the object. That The object is there, it's done. So, and, and by the, even, even that, I could argue, but whatever, that's the spirit of what you're saying. Subjective versus objective. Subjectively, love manifests in different ways for different people but the, the, what we're kind of bringing up or what we're touching on is how does that love, how does love for yourself play a role? That's where we were at. I think, I, I think that's probably one of the most important things to love because um, it, it was what happened to me, and I can speak from experience on this one. Love in our daily lives and how that we... We don't think about love in that way, but if we don't love ourselves and treat ourselves with love and maybe respect and joy, well, how, how do we expect to then have that in a relationship with somebody else? Because we don't control that other person, right? And the idea of that other person giving us love, that's great, but we also need love to give. I, 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 that was my point, and I've been saying it for years is it, you can't make other people happy unless you're happy first. Have you ever been around an unhappy motherfucker that made you happy? Right? It just doesn't work that way. So if, if you want to live in the frequency of love, you have to love first. It has to start with you. And that's where my personable, personal experience came from recently was I never had a high level of love in relationships. And realizing love is abundant. It, it, it's out there. It, it, it's there for the taking, but it's first up to you to open up to it. And that's really what I did, you know, months ago was say, I'm going to open up to this. I'm going to, I, I got to change something in me to receive this, this higher level of frequency. And as soon as I put myself on that level, bam, it was there. It's like, what the fuck, dude? It was crazy. What a great point. Love is abundant. It's not like money where we're all striving and, and we're trying to nickel and dime ourselves to whatever. There is just an abundant, unlimited amount of love that we can all share. It's a frequency. It's not, we can all tune in. We can all hop on, you know, the radio station of love. And that abundance. The radio station of love. <laughs> the love train. I yeah. Would, yeah. That's, yeah, you can go wrong with that one too. Yeah. No love trains. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> There is, no, there is no reason that we can't all operate on the frequency of love. It's not as though that we're going to run out of bandwidth if too many people hop on. Nobody is limited and not able to get there, right? Right. And it starts within you. And, and, and again, just to go back to what I was saying is that I, I've never lived there before. And I always, you know, would want, who wouldn't want to be happy, love, joy, right? Who wouldn't want to be on those levels, and it was, you know, for me personally, it was almost like depressing to, to see and know that this existed, but it just wasn't coming to me until I really realized that, you know, it's got to start with me. It, you know, it really has to start with, with yourself and being open to it. And once you're open to it, the universe being abundant will provide. And that's just the way it works. It's that simple. And for a lot of people, from the perspective that I see, they don't have the awareness to operate on that frequency 
And what we're telling you now, if you're still listening to this, <laughs> after, we haven't bored you yet. Yeah, it is out there. There are people that that just live on that frequency consistently, and good things happen to them, and they always seem to have good things happen to them. It isn't by accident. Their perspective on everything is good, and they're, you know, I'm not a huge The Secret fan, but if every if your perspective on everything is good, well, then you just love everything, and everything wins. Try to talk directly more into it. You're kind of on this angle. I can hear you differently. Oh, does it keep cutting in and out? Yeah, a little I, bit. I noticed that, yeah. yeah. Oh. But I should be able to talk. Oh, oh yeah. Ooh, that's, ooh, I kind of like that too, Josh. Look at my voice. Now it sounds fucking fourth, badass. Fourth or fifth podcast, and we just figure out that we should talk into the mic differently. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm going to go with that side. Why oh, that know? sounds fucking good. Dude. That does sound really, really nice. nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I love I love this. that. <laughs> oh. That's actually a great transition, Jared. Yeah. The fact that we use love in such a, in, in so many ways. I love the sound of this. I, man, I, I love those shoes. I, I love the weather. What we have it. It's it's part of almost everybody's vocabulary. But how often do we actually think about what we're saying when we say that? And I, what you kind of to play off of what you said before that was the awareness, right? I mean, the whole show here is to just create awareness of ways of thought, right? And how many people are that aware? on a regular basis that, you know, all these situations, you know, occur in life and what, even just what mental state you're at right now and are you okay with that state? You know, sometimes maybe you want to be angry like you said earlier. And and there's value to anger. There's value to all the emotions. It's trying to tell you something. Open up your mind to what it could be telling you. So what you're saying, this transition here that we were just mentioning, what was that again? How often we use the word love in, in our verbiage. So we, we almost, could we be downplaying the awareness by having it turn into just a common, you know, word with, with little meaning to it because it, 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 it's used so frequently and applied so much, but wouldn't that mean all you got to do is shift your, your, your consciousness, your awareness of that word and what it really means since you're already using it, it could be a, you know, a faster change of, of awareness. Yeah. I've never thought about it like that. But no, I didn't either. You're absolutely That's right. That's a fucking new one. Yeah. <laughs> There's, I don't know if I should get into this, but what the hey, we can always edit it, right? Yeah. So racial epithets, oh, like, like the N word, uh, the reason that they're used quite a bit is to take the power out of them. So it's not as exactly what you're saying just in reverse like back in the 50s when you said the word it was a lot different than it yeah, is today yeah yeah and now, now everybody because of music and because of of the frequency in the, in the common component or being a common component of language it, it's lost a lot of the meaning behind it that, yeah it becomes watered down i don't almost. think we'll have to edit that one josh i yeah. think we're safe i tried to i tried to do it as safe nice as job possible. so the the to your point which i've never thought of is that are we doing the same thing inadvertently with the word love and is it nothing more than uh a awareness of the meaning to be able to turn that downplaying into enhancement right yeah could you use that to your advantage yeah the opportunity and everything every time yeah cue every time you say the word "Ah, i love that tv show and then you think oh love do i really love it 
you know? Yeah, or, or so you I could like question it. it like that. Yeah, or I like it or whatever. Or really, well, okay, I said the word love. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what love means. Okay, uh, good. I, now I have another opportunity to think about what love means to me. So have that be a cue as you're developing a habit of living on the frequency of love. I think that was, yeah, I think that's a really cool way. Because, again, we're not trying to tell anybody what to do. But if we got a couple ideas on, on if, here, if you want to live your life happy and joy and, and love versus being angry, pissed off, and, and you know, crabby asshole that no one likes, um, here's a tool that could possibly work. So, you know what, I think I'm actually going to, since I am one of the people that, does not apply the, the awareness of love to my daily activities, I think I'm going to try to test this a little bit and use the word love as, as, a, as I say it, right, as, as, as a, a you know, trigger word for me to, to actually become more aware of, of trying to live that level. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that's fantastic. I've, I've, that's a, a really great point that I was... Yeah, you know, it just kind of came out of nowhere. And that's why these podcasts are valuable. Yeah. And I didn't even prepare for this one. Whoa. Whoa. All right. It's so crazy to think that we've been talking. Like, it sounds so much different. So much. Do that. We suck before compared. Now we know we just got to, you know, sit and talk on the side of the microphone. Yeah. Yeah, way cooler. So one, one thought I had on, on this was to, what would be some good information people could read? The, the book, The Higher Self, in my opinion, was, was just a game changer on the topic of living on a higher frequency, a higher level, and defining, you know, what that, lo- I mean, it wasn't until, for me, it wasn't until that book till I understood what it was. And then I realized I fucking want it. I don't know that I understand what it is. I'm just listening to. There you go with I, that shit again. <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, you know, I, I, I know everything. Get, Josh knows nothing. I think it's going to be. That is very true. That that sums up our relationship very much. I, I don't know that I'll ever know truly what love is. And if that song's not running through your head right now. <laughs> I'm uh, just waiting for you to sing it, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, know I, what love is. But I want you to show me. <laughs> no singing, dude. Yeah. Uh, this will be the only podcast that I sing 15 times, maybe 14. No. Josh eats ketchup with his ham and rolls. That is true. Squirrel. All right. <laughs> we're, uh, see, I don't, we were going to wrap that up real nice. Oh, the book. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, what, what book? I, just have the awareness and, and search for yourself. Once you start opening, you'll have you know, book recommendations. You'll have you know, different things Google that you find. <laughs> but I think everybody's different because... Deepak's books are, uh, to me, the best. I get that. But they're also not horribly approachable for somebody who's just kind of dipping their toe in the water. Agreed. So, and I, I so can't think about love for dummies? <laughs> I wonder if, there's, if that's out there. I, I want to Google that. Is there, I'm gonna is there Google a love that one. for dummies out there? Because if not. Is I there a love for dummies book? If not, we have an opportunity. I'm writing the fucker yet. Relationships for dummies is a source of inspiration. Uh, relationships. Yeah, that's not what. Yeah. Shut up, Google. All right, so I, you know, we'll have Google some, sucks I, today, dude. Yeah. They must be having a bad day. Everybody has a bad day, right? <laughs> Even Google. Yeah. So why don't we end on? Give me 
something from your life as you've experienced or as you learn about love, what is something from your life that is uh, that you've learned since kind of since I opened up to it? Um, the universe provided me a relationship of love, and it's the first one I really ever experienced. So I'm I'm very grateful for that, and it's a great feeling to to have in life, you know. And, and I, I I can honestly say I'd never experienced that feeling before. Yeah, so that's pretty freaking cool, dude. That is pretty cool, and that's one of the biggest things. I'm looking at it right now. (laughs) That's one of the biggest things that people have challenges with, right? So that's a a good solution, a good thing that happened to you. Or that I got my banner white. (laughs) (laughs) For me, I've been able to listen better because instead of judging people, I I say, okay, I'm going to love this person like it was a part of me. And so I'm able to listen and, and hear what they're actually saying because most people don't verbalize what they actually mean. They, they beat around the bush based on cultural things or uh, they're trying to be nice or whatever. I'm able to listen better, which is kind of neat. What? Why'd you just do the cricket? Because it's your favorite. <laughs> Obviously, he has not got to the point where he's listening better. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot I was going to listen better at this one. Yeah, oh, man. Shit. Maybe next one. All right. Well, let's wrap this up because I think we'll have, we're already over the 30, but we'll probably edit two minutes worth. We'll take two minutes off this one for you guys. All right. All right. Ham and rolls, ham and rolls, ham and rolls.